everybody, and welcome back to Modern Geekdom. On this week's episode, Aaron and I are talking streaming media. A little bit of an update since last year's conversation. Stick around. Julie, do the thing. Modern Geekdom. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Geekdom. Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it! Go! Modern Geekdom. Hey everybody, welcome back to Modern Geekdom. I'm your host, Chad Halfacre. I know I haven't said that in a while, but that's because this time, it's literally just Aaron and myself. Hey. Say hello, Aaron. Yeah, like it just happened to be that Kevin's on vacation, just like I was for the past two weeks, and Tyler's off doing what musicians do. So, it's just going to be a simple discussion between Aaron and I. We... We kind of came up with this um, this topic because of the fact that Kevin and I had actually started the topic around this time last year. And I don't know, Aaron, if you'd actually heard that podcast or not, but it was all stemming from streaming media services and do we need more of them? <coughs> because at the time, CBS was actually bringing out their CBS All Access yeah. streaming app for... Streaming media uh, with the players. Star Trek Discovery rollout. And, yeah, yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And, of course, it called into question, like, is is this something that people are really going to need? Is this going to be set a precedence where, you know, NBC and Fox and ABC are all going to do the exact same thing, where they're going to have, um, you know, content that is exclusive to just their apps and you have to spend seven, eight, ten dollars a month, whatever it is, for those apps, just to gain access to those minimal amount of shows. Yeah. And, you know, how do they compare with the likes of Hulu and Netflix? And for that matter, Amazon. So, but this kind of, you know, gets brought back up because it just got announced that YouTube is going to be launching their YouTube music service. And I know you being... You know, more in the musical side of things than, you know, ex- for us, other than, say, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. You and Tyler are far more on the musical side of things than Kevin and myself are. You know, would that sort of service be a little bit more appealing to you as a consumer? Eh, not really. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is there... Because you're saying that you actually do subscribe to a streaming, yeah, I, I, I subscribe to Apple, Apple Music, and yeah, you can pay ten bucks a month, and you know what, what's good about that is I don't have to store anything on my phone. I can stream whatever I want to. I can download whatever album I want to, uh, whatever <laughs> is tickling my fancy that day, and uh, it's good enough for me. And uh, yeah. ten dollars for something like that—that's the absolute maximum I'm, I'm willing to spend a month for any of these types of things. Um, oh, absolutely. So I'm definitely not going to look to a, a new one when I'm okay with what I'm doing, and it's at the top of my budget anyway. I mean, 10 bucks yeah. is really not that much money, but um, I, I use it. You know, it's like not like CBS uh, All Access where uh, I wanted to watch Star Trek, um, but I'm not spending that money to watch one show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So. No. I mean, here's the thing, too, is 
YouTube Music is going to launch with it's with ads. It's going to be free, so anybody can actually access it. I don't know if it's necessarily going to have its own. Yeah, I'm too old for that. App or not, <laughs> it probably will. Um, but it will be ten dollars a month, and the differentiator apparently is that you will have not just songs, not just music. I'm not sure if it's going to have the same catalog of music as you know google play yeah because i like i i've listened to music i've bought music through google play with a bunch of google play credits yeah and the one the reason why i liked it was the fact that i was able to download those songs and keep them so if i bought them on google play i could download them keep them same with amazon yeah and i know kevin is a big proponent of amazon and he loves amazon music so he uses amazon music a lot my wife does she yeah that's that's what she uses the prime account and yeah streams it through there I, and so i've done that as well where i've i've used my amazon credits and stuff like that where i was buying music not just listening to music through amazon and buying it and downloading it and keeping it in my collection like you know having bought it through itunes and and downloading it like normal it's like having but, a, a virtual record collection you know yeah, yeah. And I mean, I fully understand the idea of having a virtual catalog where it's not always accessible if you don't have a signal or you don't have Wi-Fi. But at the same time, when you do, which is for most of us, 90% of our time, really, yeah. if you think about it. Well, I have uh, unlimited data now, too. So <laughs> yeah, well, Unlimited data, but that means still, it depends on how good you're... Yeah. Your cellular connection is, et cetera. And, and things like that are still getting I'm making much a, better. making a trip um, down south, be driving through West Virginia, and I don't know how great all that signal is going to be throughout yeah. <laughs> the three hours. See, like when I, when I was out west, because I went to Las Vegas and Los Angeles, I was considering just streaming over my data connection um, – uh, slacker radio slacker happens to be my favorite and I, it's, I don't have control over what the music is necessarily but that's why i listen to it i like finding new music right using slacker radio that's that's my go-to to find new music as well as a couple other sources so i was considering doing that but then i'm like if we're driving from las vegas to los angeles which is what we wound up doing there's a good area there where cellular connection is slower. It doesn't necessarily drop out, but it's slower. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to screw up being able to listen to anything or not. So I'll just add a ton of songs. So I have like 30 gigabytes of music or something like that on my phone. <laughs> right. And it's almost exclusively for like when I'm, <clears throat> when I'm working on stuff or when I'm, you know, out hiking or walking or anything like that. And I don't, I can't guarantee I'm going to have a strong cellular connection. And I personally don't have unlimited data. I've, I've got 10 gigabytes and that's enough for me. But even if I had unlimited data, I'm not sure I'd necessarily want to, because I did at one point, I did have unlimited data at one point. I'm not sure I'd want to have all of my music streaming. There, there is a reason for the unlimited data. Uh, it's because of the two little ones, and oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so we can run a hotspot and run their tablets through it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's become kind of a necessity, but I'm gonna take every advantage of it if I'm spending that kind of yeah. money. and from a and from a family plan sort of um, that it makes a lot more sense than for me as an individual. Yeah, and and that's kind of it too. Is is a lot of these services so. 
for example, YouTube, it's going to be $10 a month for YouTube Music Premium. And that, of course, gets you ad-free music and downloads. And the only thing that I find relevant, which is background play, which was the same with YouTube Red. Like you could watch or you could listen to any video and have your screen turned off and still continue to listen to it, which was great for seminars and podcasts and whatever yeah. else that you didn't necessarily need to watch, but you definitely wanted to listen to. So background play was a huge benefit, but I'm not spending $10 no. a month just to be able to turn my screen off. Yeah. And it's like they they do have family plans. They have the premium family plan, which is $14.99 a month instead of $9.99 a month. And then if you want the premium family plan, it's $17.99 a month. And of course, that gives you a whole bunch of extra perks and whatnot. So obviously, that's something that YouTube is uh, kind of aware their users might use. And, and, you know, you being a father of two and, and married, like you've got to deal with for people who might want to listen to different things versus me who I don't have to I don't have to capitulate to anybody. If I want to listen to it, I'm listening to it. Yeah. So it's a completely different beast. Like I understand that you know, some of these things would be completely different for uh somebody in you know, with families, with children, at least of a certain age that, you know, they'd want to be able to allow them to be able to view and listen to whatever the things that they're allowed to view and listen to are. But as an ind- a single individual, I don't even know. Like, there's so much music on YouTube already. This is my concern. It's like, I, I, like I can get majority of their music. If I'm trying to find a song or if I want to listen to a song repeatedly – I can go to YouTube. I can look it up. There's going to be a video of it. And whether or not there's actual video or just a, a an image, like an avatar or something, that's fine. What do I need to spend $10 a month for? Yeah. I, 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 sp- I spend enough in, in Netflix and, and Amazon yeah. and, and, and my terrestrial normal cable. Um, yeah. As far as viewing goes, too, I mean, that, that takes care of it. And the... HBO on demand. I mean, like, my God, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if we're talking, if we're talking movies. premium premium services, you're talking premium yeah. services. Like, which ones are actually worth paying the money for? Oh yeah, like, and here's the thing too is is even getting into premium services because obviously YouTube Music they're having their music premium service. Uh, and then there's YouTube Premium um, and all of these things. So these are separate to their standard uh, offerings, which yeah. in the case of YouTube means that there's no ads or anything like that. And then, of course, you get access to YouTube Red, which is extra content. So with other premium services like HBO Now or HBO Go, if you happen to yeah. um, be an HBO subscriber on your cable network, like you do get legitimately good extras for your is it fifteen dollars a month? It's like fourteen ninety nine or something like that a month. I just pay a big bill. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, I, it's I'm in pretty there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure YouTube or I'm sorry, HBO is a fifteen dollar add on on top of a cable package and it's fifteen dollars free or flat if you just buy it standalone. 
So it's $15 no matter what. And the cool thing is you get a, access to a lot of movies, not just stuff that was recently released either. I mean, oh, it yeah. goes back. You get access to HBO's entire catalog of shows that they've ever produced, documentaries, comedy shows, you name it. it it's, but you get, it's impressive, and I use it often. Yeah, so like that's one of the few premium services where it's considered a, a premium service that I feel is actually worth the money that you're spending. And $15 is a lot of money a month. But I mean when you're when you're not paying for a cable package like I I don't pay for cable TV. I just I use over the air which I get really well where I live and I pay for Hulu and I pay for Netflix and then of course Amazon. Yeah. So I'm I'm set with all of my video watching needs between YouTube, which I love. I spend, I would say, out of all of my video watching, television, movies, online video, all of it, a good third is YouTube. See, I, if I'm, not more than I'm that. nowhere near that. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm not even not even close. Um, it's just yeah. not something I utilize that much, and and uh, maybe I should. I am just thinking. You know, the more we're talking, like, boy, our our need to consume this stuff is pretty vast between the two of us <laughs> it really is <laughs> I assume well, if the other two we've kind of gotten into that that as a culture is is we are a consuming culture yeah now as we don't obviously we still create a lot of things as a culture and we pretty much create as much as we consume for the most part um but on an individual basis, I would say majority of people are very much consumers more than anything else, and they're consuming a lot yeah. of content. Whether it's whether it's reading the news or reading um, opinion pieces or blogs or magazines or whatever, that's a lot of content. Uh -huh. Television in all of its forms, whether it's terrestrial over the air, whether it's terrestrial via cable. Whether it's satellite, whether you know premium satellite, whether it's uh, streaming over the internet, whether it's television over the internet, movies over the internet, or YouTube, i.e., you know, c content that amateurs are making, that's a ton of video. That's a ton of content that people are consuming, and and people are willing to pay whatever their access fees are. And in, in the case of yeah. most of these services, it's whatever your internet bill is, whatever your internet service provider bill is, and then access. Thank God YouTube is still free because it's ad supported, but you know, like so many others aren't. Like now, I, I do use YouTube though quite a bit uh, to teach a, uh, a class on pop music that I teach. Um, yeah. And boy, I could really use to get rid of those, those ads. But it does cut a lot into my. But that that's I use that more uh, for that purpose, YouTube, than than I do for personal consumption. Um, well, see, that would much. be interesting if 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 they were to come out with an educators plan. You know, and I because actually there's, there's a lot of content that. on YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of content on YouTube. I do a lot of learning via youtube because my the, the account that i use is a school account it's a my school google account um so yeah the kids will yeah. always say that to me and i'm like you know oh that that's not a thing <laughs> thinking well maybe there is kind of something that they can do about that you know or or yeah there's just, some kind of code that the it department has that i just don't know about 
Well, so. just just create a verified education. Like, yeah, if there's a if if you've got a school system or you're a teacher or something like that, and you can verify that you are such, because obviously teachers get discounts on software and other things all the time. Oh, teachers yeah. and students get you know discounts on all these things all the time, and there's a verification process for that. Why not have it be the same thing? exclusively for teachers i mean for students eh, that's up to google I'll, I'll you know whether or not they want to give a discount to uh students or not is one thing but if at least give a discount to educators and school systems and stuff like that so that at least then when they're using the youtube service to educate their kids when they're showing a relevant video or showing an instructional video that happens to be housed on youtube yeah. That way they're not inundated with ads. Yeah. And I, I basically what I do is I create channels and, and for, yeah. for the different units, and then they could just look it up. And it's easy. Yeah. yeah you know, that, that would help out considerably. I mean, I got 20% off my dinner on Father's Day on Sunday for <laughs> having a teacher's <laughs> ID with me. Oh, that's a nice, nice. little perk. it got to be something to get the ads out of uh, what I use for <laughs> curriculum. Exactly. Nice. But, it, like, that that's one of those things where – like that's where I would prefer seeing some of these resources and some of this thinking of these uh, services go is how best to like, and, and there, that'd be another amazing service from YouTube for that matter is a YouTube education. Yeah. Where, cause there's a lot of things now. I'm not sure I would necessarily want it to be a standalone service that costs money, but at the same time, considering like I, I'm, a proponent of a lot of these online education services like Udemy and a few of the others. Um, I'm just trying to think of some of the other ones that I actually have used before. I, there's, there's a couple of others, obviously lynda.com is another huge one. And there's, there's a few out there that are hugely popular for learning a little bit of anything and everything software um cameras uh art and crafts learning a you foreign know, language yeah yeah and and youtube is huge in that regard like obviously i like YouTube binging videos. with babish i like to, to <laughs> i like to see the food for movies but i also learn a little bit about cooking <laughs> there you go and so obviously cooking videos is huge like how to you know cook certain meals or how best to grill up hamburgers or something like that. You name it, you can find a video for it on YouTube. So if they were able to curate, have a curated section called YouTube Education or something like that, now that's where I would prefer to see some of these efforts being made on the part of, of streaming media services and, and YouTube specifically. Personally, I would also love to see that happening with Netflix and Hulu, for that matter. Yeah. Because I love cooking shows, but there's only so many that are even on. I, a lot of the cooking shows that I see happen to be the competition shows. Yeah. And they're all over Hulu. And that's okay, but I'd not. I'd much rather see them actually taking their time and really making something so that maybe I'll learn something from it. I'd rather see a legit cooking show yeah. for something than some of these competition shows. I would love to see Hulu and, and Netflix put some effort in there. And I understand that Netflix has been putting a lot of money into food-based shows, but they're more showing what restaurants can do and where, you know, where different restaurants are located and all the, you know, different culinary 
experiences and techniques are located all over the world yeah. and and it's it's interesting don't get me wrong and i enjoy them but i'm not learning anything so i, I would love to see i have a I would kitchen love to see, <laughs> yeah yeah not a plan like, i've got a kitchen i would love to see like a segment a channel even for hulu and netflix and even amazon where it's educational and it's just cooking and you know repairs and arts and crafts and i love uh on like youtube one of my favorite things is home and garden tv where they're just and i don't even own a house but i love some of these shows where they're like fixing old not even just old houses but they're fixing up things that are wrong like fixing a yard because it it the grass is barely growing oh, and don't they've get got four different types of grass. Yeah, but it's like I love watching those shows because I feel like I'm learning something. Yeah. And I'm just watching them randomly on YouTube under HGTV's channel. But I would love to see a curated segment of, say, YouTube, of Hulu, of Netflix, of Amazon, where it's educational and you can – find all sorts of stuff whether it's home and garden whether it's auto repair whether it's uh arts and crafts whether it's you know cooking whatever you want yeah whether it's playing music or something like that just that that's where i like just can go to be able to see any of those things without having to scroll through a billion other videos or whatever that's something that i would love to see yeah Yeah. that's a good idea i think yeah i think that would be far more useful especially if they were to promote it and and i understand like i i again i love some of these other services um that actually are online education where you actually pay for the education and i've done that i've i've bought many many online uh tutorial systems through linda and through udemy um and they're great and they've been hugely helpful and that's how i actually became uh drone certified that's how i got my faa certification was from YouTube and then taking an online class through Udemy. Cost me 10 bucks. I didn't have to pay 250 to get, you know, some other flight school or training or whatever like that. I spent $10 total and it was YouTube videos and a course on Udemy and <laughs> I passed, <laughs> you know, first time. Well done. And it was great. Yeah, yes, that, that, thank that, you. That's actually really cool. But it was like, that's all it cost me. And it was a lot of effort. Don't get me wrong. It would have been a lot less effort had I paid the $250 to take the legit course. But I didn't have to spend $250. I did YouTube and I did that $10 course on Udemy. And that was all I needed. You did that (laughs) your own time too. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So I would love to see that be something that they would actually come out with. I think that would be far more useful. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Like I, I, and I understand that YouTube wants to get into the music game because they realize that so many people are listening to their music through YouTube. But I just feel like, where's it going to end at this point? Like I, I, f- I feel like this is probably fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with YouTube music by any stretch of the imagination. Because I do, I personally do actually consume quite a bit of music through YouTube, so it makes sense that they're doing this. But again, it's just kind of like, well, where's it? Where's it going to end? Is it going to be YouTube Kids? Because I know there's a YouTube Kids app, and it curates a bunch of that stuff. But do they have a premium service for YouTube Kids? I'm asking you as a parent. <laughs> do you know? Um, 
I haven't actually looked into it because, you know, we we do our stuff through our Amazon. Um, the yeah. what do they call those things? The, the Kindles or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, the Kindles. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we we kind of curate what what's on there, and it's not just free to do whatever they want. Um, okay. Uh, so and and then we'll change it as their taste, you know, do. Yeah, is there a taste change? But you know, as they they get older and they can start to do that stuff on their own, I, I guess I probably would have to look into that. I really have no yeah. idea. I thought I've read articles about that, but I just can't remember. Yeah, I, I just did a quick Google search because <laughs> Google, and sure enough, yeah, YouTube Kids. You know, it's you get your I've I've I have it on my uh, Nvidia Shield. I've got the app available, yeah. so it's a separate app on my TV. If I want it, I don't need it because I don't have kids, so I don't actually have it installed on my player but i know you can get it for android tv i'm guarantee if you can get it for android tv you can get it for apple tv yeah. and roku and amazon fire i get you know that's that's a no-brainer um i've got a couple of friends who they have kids and they and this is aside from kevin i don't know if kevin actually has this for his two kids or not i wouldn't be surprised if he did but yeah, YouTube Kids is a separate thing. Now I'm not seeing on their on their website for it that there's a paid premium service. Um, they might not, you know, in time. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's a worry. That's the worry for me is okay. So YouTube is has YouTube Red, which is part of their YouTube Premium plan. Um, now they're doing YouTube Music, which is wholly separate from that. Under YouTube Premium, it was supposed to be that you would get all of it. Music, you're supposed to be able to get all, all of it, everything. So, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to start doing because I noticed that on YouTube you can actually rent movies and stuff like that too. I'm wondering if they're going to come up with a, a YouTube Movies Premium plan. Oh, yeah, that would where they do a movie streaming service. Another way to get a few not, bucks out of you every month, you know. Exactly. Boy, that like stuff really adds up. Month, and you get like so many and you can watch unlimited streams, unlimited rentals or something like that or get so many rentals. God, actually, what a racket this is. When you really start yeah. to think about it. Yeah. And, and I might it, it's unlimited. It, and and you know, you might be able to do things in the future without, you know, net neutrality. Um as well to add another couple dollars on, you know, as far as the exactly. speed of it goes. I mean, uh, yeah. wow, th- this is like just goes for infinity at this this point. And this is where I'm wondering is like uh, is because we know that Netflix has been on a push right now to get rid of all content that isn't made by Netflix. That's where they're moving. It's going to be 100% Netflix content original content or bought by netflix only so it won't be like shows that have premiered and aired someplace else first and you're getting the season it's going to be netflix originals yeah only that's that's their end goal hulu on the other hand their entire business plan is centered around television because they're owned by the big movie studios and tv producing studios disney warner brothers you name it all those guys yeah so that's where they're going to be. I'm wondering if any of these guys are going to have an offshoot premium plan. Because right now, Hulu has their live TV plan. So you can add on live TV on top of your already existing Hulu. So previous you know, run 
previously aired second run shows and seasons and whatnot. You can add live TV to that. I'm wondering if Hulu or even Netflix, and I doubt Netflix at this point because they're going to be 100% all Netflix only in the given future. So I'm wondering if Hulu's going to get to a point where they're going to have a, a movie rental plan addition, so a premium service add-on that'll give you unlimited movies and more choices. I'm sure they're working on it right now. Yeah, so like Google Play and iTunes and stuff like that has movies that are released three months on average after the movie leaves theaters. Yeah. some Sometimes it's even less than that. That's where I'm wondering if they're going to get in on. If they're going to be like, for a subscription of $20 a month, you can rent, or not even 20 because really it would probably be around maybe 10 or $15. You can get unlimited movies to stream that are, are new releases or relatively new releases. You know, a week after two weeks after they're released on digital download platforms like iTunes and Google, they'd be up on one of those services as opposed to the four weeks that they go out on Blu-ray DVD. And I'm wondering if they'll ever get to that point because now it almost feels like that's what they're vying for. Like that's the next logical step for some of these services. Is that where they're going to go? Because you wouldn't technically own the video you would still only be streaming it. Yeah. And what would that look like? Could you could you stream unlimited amount of movies unlimited times for a certain monthly fee? So like $40 a month or $50 a month? Wow. 39.99 or 49.99 as many movies as you want as often as you want. It doesn't matter. It had to have be an absolutely massive catalog. <laughs> yeah, it would uh, but like, it could pretty much easily everything. get there. <laughs> exactly. Like any movie ever made that they were able to digitize and get into their catalog, you'd be able to stream at your leisure. Huh. Or at least, you know, within so many movies. Like it would have to be a very, like you said, it'd have to be a very large catalog to be able to do those rates. But that's what it would, that's the next logical step for some of these services is, like an unlimited streaming plan. What what could they get away with? I mean, what would people be willing to spend for something like that? Well, that's what, yeah, that's the big question too. Because I personally, I would rather just kind of cherry pick and be like, okay, I, this month I want to rent that movie. Yeah. Because like when Black Panther got released, I rented it and watched it on the airplane coming back. Yeah. I was able to download it. I was able to, as opposed to, you know, stream it. And so I was able to watch it and I watched it on the airplane and it filled my flight and it was awesome. It was, it was perfect. I loved it. But like that cost me five bucks. Yeah. And it was absolutely worth the $5 rental. Yeah. Especially because I was, you know, stuck on a flight and I really wanted something to watch and I wanted to watch something that was entertaining. So it was worth the $5. But I don't go out of my way to rent movies that often on a given month, maybe two at the absolute that's most. About what, I mean, that's mo- about what we do. Most people probably watch, and this goes back to like when we were kids. Like I remember going to the movie rental store. It's a big thing. And renting, yeah, and renting 
only on Friday or Saturday nights. It was one or the other, not both. Yeah. And you might have rented two movies just in case one was shit. The other one would hopefully be better. Right. And, and that was it. So it was like, so at most four times a month, really. If that. God, that wasn't really that long ago either. And it wasn't. When you so think really about like, it. No, not at all. And so I don't feel I feel like given the current climate of streaming media services, how much they cost, how much people are willing to spend on them, stuff like that, you're looking at twenty dollars max. Yeah. And your sweet spot would be in the fourteen ninety nine to maybe fifteen, sixteen ninety nine zone. Yeah. For I like unlimited viewings or unlimited rentals, something like that. Yeah. But there again, like how do you make money off of that sort of thing? And how do you get the rights for that sort of thing, et cetera, et cetera. And it just becomes being somebody who actually works in entertainment and who is a filmmaker. Like I, I would be very worried about my film being put on one of those platforms. Cause I feel like I would never see a dime Yeah, from that, you know, but then again, you might and if you're if you're if you're a filmmaker and you have a film up on google play or itunes right now and it's renting for 4.99 you're getting paid probably 250 out of that it's probably a 50 50 split okay i don't know if that's for sure it might be a 60 40 split but i know for a fact that itunes is kind of you know they're they're kind of pricey so you might get a 60% cut of that. So out of $6, you'd get $4. Out of $5, yeah. you'd get you know, easily $3 and change. So on a subscription service like that, you might get $2 every time that your film is rented or viewed. And if it's unlimited amount, that may actually make up the difference. So I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. If you were if you were able to do a limited plan or something like that, I could see that maybe working like, you know, eight movies a month or ten movies a month. Yeah, that's something. that's not terrible either. I, you know? No, I mean that's as far as a as a as a movie watcher goes, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Or maybe you get so many first released movies, ones that have have just been released, and you get an allotment of one or two of those a week, and then the rest after that are unlimited anything that's older than a year is unlimited or something i don't know how they would structure it to actually make it feasible is that we're just spitballing at this point yeah but i'm wondering like <laughs> the, given the nature of streaming media services as they are now given the way that youtube's going with their youtube premium youtube music premium all of these things the way that Hulu has integrated live TV, the way that netflix is going to be 100 percent netflix only etc I'm wondering if the next logical step will be for movies and an unlimited movie subscription service. Kind of like MoviePass, though I hate to bring up MoviePass because it's such a, I don't know, it's such an unstable thing. But. Yeah, I can't, I don't know much, I don't do it and know much well, about I, it. Well, I, I do subscribe to MoviePass and I did, I did, the last time they had a, uh, a promotional period where it was six ninety five a month or $90 for a year. I 
bit the bullet and 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 pretty much bought a year's you know subscription. Yeah. So I mean, I only spent ninety dollars, and that means if I go and see nine movies, I'm I've paid for it because the majority of movies around here are around ten dollars. So if I see more than nine movies, if I see ten or eleven movies, then I'm definitely paid for it, and I've actually saved some money. If I go and see even more than that, then I've definitely saved some money. But like I spent ninety dollars to be able to do that. Yeah. So there goes there's the question. So would it be better if it were more like an Amazon thing for these? Like say Movie Pass did that. What if Movie Pass got into the streaming service and they did streaming movies exclusively, and you paid on a yearly basis? It's ten dollars a month, a hundred dollars a year, something like that. Unlimited movies. Oh, however many movies you get per month or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like Amazon's pretty good, but they only keep movies in their pretty much in their um, in their lineup for so long. Same with Netflix and Hulu; they only keep movies for you know two years, maybe three years at most, and then they got to renegotiate deals, and some will get bumped, some will stay on. So I don't know how they would do it, but it'd be an interesting thing, you know. And eventually, it'll happen. Yeah. So. Well, in a, a year from now, we'll revisit it and kind of... Well, yeah, and, and who knows what's going to happen with any of these services coming up. Because, I mean, I was doing a list, and here's the thing. There's a lot of streaming media services. You look at television. You ready for this? You yeah. got Netflix, Hulu, Crackle. I don't know how viable Crackle is going to be for much longer, but you still got Crackle. You got Amazon Prime, YouTube, Twitch, Vivo, Sling TV, Hulu TV, Hulu Live TV, PlayStation View, you've got YouTube Live, you've got HBO Go, HBO Now, Showtime, Stars, Acorn TV, which is all British. You've got an equivalent Korean uh, app for Korean <laughs> shows. I don't remember what it's called. You've got CBS All Access, you got the NBC app, you got the Fox app, you got the ABC app, you got DirecTV Now, you got ESPN Plus, you got FUBU. Which is sports or Fubo? I'm sorry, Fubo, which is sports. You've got Filmstruck, you got Philo, and you got like at least three others. Yeah, that's too much. On to... top of yeah, <laughs> keep track it's just of an absolute ton. Yeah, and then on top of that, you've got music with SiriusXM, Slacker Radio, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Music, YouTube Music, Pandora, Tidal, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and a whole host of other ones of there too. And almost every single one of those, save for like a couple have premium services premium versions of them that you would actually pay for if they're not already you know paid services to begin with and they just you know we're talking about we were talking about cord cutting last year and you could very easily save 80 90 dollars a month by cutting out your cable package but you could almost again very easily be spending 60 to 80 dollars a month on the equivalent in streaming media packages yep easily (laughs) get away from me really fast yeah yeah i mean there's so many options out there which is great i love options don't get me wrong i love options but at some point it's going to start to get a little ridiculous it and probably is right now yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, like, 
as it stands right now, like I said, I only subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Amazon, unless the uh, unless the price for Amazon Prime gets completely out of control, I don't see getting away from Amazon because I get so many other perks with Amazon. Like their streaming media services, it's just an add-on bonus to everything else that I get with Amazon. And unless Netflix starts cutting the quality of their of their original content and unless you know it becomes such a stale brand that it's not worth spending the money on anymore yeah i can't see getting rid of netflix but here's the thing when it goes to 100 percent netflix and nobody else it very easily could go that way yeah it really it really depends i don't know what that's going to look like right now, you know exactly so hulu if like hulu the only way that they're going to screw up is if one of the companies who owns them decides that they're going to bail out and let the other companies buy them out and then not supply their content. Like they've already, they've lost um, Cartoon Network, which was huge because I loved having Cartoon Network on Hulu. That was great because if I wanted to watch uh, South Park or a whole host of other shows, I could just be like, yeah, I'll just go and watch them on Hulu. Well, I can't do that anymore. Hmm. So if they lose other channels, if they lose other networks, or they lose one of their um, one of their owners, one of the big production companies that helps own them, then I can see Hulu tanking as well. But right now, like I, there's not a whole lot of other content shows out there, save for HBO Now, that I'm really all that interested in. Like I, I've I will usually get Sling TV during football season. But if ESPN, and that's only so that I can have ESPN and, and TBS, I think, because TBS picks up a few football uh, football games every once in a while. Yeah. But if ESPN has their standalone service that I don't have to pay for, you know, Sling or any of the others, just so that I can watch football on, then I might just go with ESPN instead. Yeah. It just... For some football. It's, what? It limits her... I mean, there are no limits to this. You know, it's just yeah. I still would love to see pay per view for some of these, especially for like sporting events. Oh, that's an interesting idea too. Wouldn't that be better? Like, just spend. I want to watch one game, in market, out of market. I don't care. Just give me the ability to watch one game when I want to watch it. I'll spend the five dollars. Yeah. If it comes out to be twenty dollars a month because there's four you know weeks because it's football season or something like that, then give me a football package or something like that or a, a, a team package. Like if I want to follow, if I want to watch all the games of one team, then I can buy that package and Instead watch of them for the their entire season. NFL Sunday ticket because you yeah. happen to not. You don't live where you grew up, and you <laughs> still like yeah. your hometown team. Exactly. Like I, I completely understand them, the marketability, and them wanting to uh, have these full-on packages like NFL Sunday Ticket, where you can watch any game at you know, as as many games as you want. Any game that's out of market, I guess, for whatever it is. But you're spending a premium amount of money on that. Yeah. What if you only want to watch your local team or your favorite team, whichever favorite team that is? Why can't we have a service like ESPN or like the NCAA or not that I want to give any more money to the NCAA, but (laughs) (laughs) 
but <laughs> like why not you know have a subs- you know subscription service that allows you to watch the games that you want to watch and only pay for the games that you want to watch it's not like it's outside the realm of technology as it stands right now so it'd be nice if they were to, to go that route for sports oh yeah because i mean there it, you can do that with movies there's like i said itunes google play there's other places uh you know i forget what the, the thing's called is it voodoo i think it's voodoo but there's a couple more where if you want to rent a movie, you can rent a movie. You don't have to be subscribed into like some ridiculous, a huge amount of content that you don't want if you only want the one thing. Yeah. You know, like Google doesn't force you to pay into YouTube premium just to be able to rent a single movie off of Google Play. So why can't you do the same thing with sports? And the same thing can be done with concerts. If you want to watch a concert, most of them get video recorded nowadays anyway. That could be huge revenue to the bands if they were to do that. Why not have a, a streaming service that they were, they're all pay-per-view. You can either watch it live as it's being performed or watch the performance after the fact. Yeah. You know, like, why not? Why not have the, that sort of thing? Like, that would be an amazing streaming service, but have it be pay-per-view, not... I guarantee you, like, you'd make a good amount of money doing that. Just setting up whatever whatever system you create that could do that, it would be profitable because more people would be inclined to use it than pay for larger subscription services that they don't need so well that's it unless there's any other little itty bits about streaming media that you can rant and rave about no i think we uh did a pretty pretty thorough shakedown of the whole thing (laughs) yeah for for 2018 at least where we stand as of june 20th 2018 yeah. we'll see what happens by the end of the year because this stuff is always changing it's amazing how quickly it changes but that's it for now um yeah we're out of here all see right you good night see you peoples all right that's it from us thanks a lot for listening everybody as always be sure to like subscribe follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on Uh, Be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.